Good morning. I'm Duarte Geraldino. And I'm Shamita Basu. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. We hit a grim milestone this week, and that's where we begin. It's official. The coronavirus killed more than 200,000 people in the United States. It's now the third leading cause of death in the U.S. this year, behind heart disease and cancer. And the economic toll is catastrophic. We've talked on the show before about how this is devastating for low-income folks, Mm -hmm. but middle-income earners are also feeling the pain. The Wall Street Journal talks to middle-class, white-collar Americans who either lost their jobs or had their wages reduced, and suddenly they're living beyond their means. So many middle-class families are suffering, and in many cases, it's because of debt. Before the pandemic, people in the U.S. had a lot of debt. But it wasn't considered a huge problem before because unemployment was low and median incomes were increasing, so people were able to consistently make payments. But then the pandemic hit, layoffs happened, salary reductions became common, and people who thought that they were doing okay financially are suddenly no longer able to make their car, their house, or student loan payments. Some white-collar workers received unemployment when they were let go, but that doesn't cover all of the income that they lost from their salaries. And those benefits expired in July. Mm -hmm. These middle-class workers are now having to live on less than they had before. The Wall Street Journal reports that while many lenders allowed borrowers to miss some payments when the pandemic started, now that we're six months in, those lenders are saying it's time to pay up. And that debt is adding up right now. It's on top of the debt that people had before. One person told the journal she's borrowing money against her retirement fund. Another person said they're planning to file for bankruptcy. They said, quote, I will never claw my way out of this situation. In the United States, some people on death row eventually face a lethal injection, a cocktail of drugs that you probably think kills them painlessly. 25 states and the federal government continue to execute people this way. And it has a lot of public support. According to a national poll from last year, the majority of Americans support the death penalty. But over the years, more and more issues with how lethal injections actually work have been exposed. Now NPR is out with an investigation that says these people, in the final moments of their lives, they're suffering far more than you might have thought. After they're injected, some of these people start twisting and turning in pain, gasping for air. NPR reviewed more than 200 autopsies and found signs of a condition called pulmonary edema in 84% of people executed by lethal injection. Now, pulmonary edema is caused when too much fluid like blood or plasma fills your lungs. It makes you feel like you're suffocating or drowning. Mm. And according to NPR, the initial drug that's supposed to make this a pain-free death is sometimes injected too quickly and at extremely high doses, which can damage your lungs and allow fluid to flood your air sacs. This NPR investigation is building on the work that was started by two doctors at Emory University Hospital in 2016. They reviewed dozens of autopsies, and they found evidence of pulmonary edema. Their findings are now a major part of legal challenges to lethal injection in several states. These cases are arguing that lethal injection violates the Eighth Amendment. That's the one about cruel and unusual punishment. But a professor at Fordham School of Law tells NPR, not all judges see pain the same way. 
One judge might say suffocation constitutes pain. Another may disagree that it's severe enough to qualify under the Eighth Amendment. Pain, apparently, is subjective. On Thursday, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court took steps to make it easier to vote by mail in the Keystone State. It extended the deadline for mail-in ballots to be received and also expanded the use of ballot drop boxes, which are these standalone postal boxes that are just for ballots, and typically they're on the sidewalks in suburbs and cities. Now, the Pennsylvania justices also ruled that, quote, naked ballots should not be considered valid in November's election, and that's causing controversy. Now, Philadelphia's top election official, Lisa Dealey, is warning state legislators the court's ruling could cause electoral chaos. She thinks this could be 2020's version of Florida's hanging Chad debacle. CBS News breaks down what all of this means. But first, you're probably wondering, what is a naked ballot? Let me explain. In order to vote by mail in Pennsylvania, voters have to put their ballot in what's called a secrecy envelope. Now, that's meant to hide the contents of the ballot and make sure it won't be tampered with. Then that secrecy envelope gets placed inside another envelope, one that's addressed, stamped and signed by the voter. So the state Supreme Court is saying that if a voter skips using that secrecy envelope and instead places their ballot directly into the outer envelope, even if there's nothing else wrong with it, it's a naked ballot and it should be thrown out. There isn't clear data about how many people are expected to send in naked ballots, but that same Philadelphia election official is estimating more than 100,000 ballots in Pennsylvania could be rejected because of the court's decision. And remember, Pennsylvania may turn out to be a pivotal battleground state. President Trump won that state by a super slim margin in 2016. I'm talking about 44,000 votes, less than one percentage point. And CBS explains this ruling is likely to hurt Biden's chances in Pennsylvania, which is his home state. It's likely to do this because more Democrats are expected to vote by mail there than Republicans. Now, there is no law that specifically says ballots that are missing these secrecy envelopes have to be thrown out. And that's why Dealey is trying to sound the alarm. She wants the state legislature to pass a law saying ballots don't need the secrecy envelope to be counted. But CBS reports the GOP-controlled state legislature is unlikely to do this. The Washington Post spells out how you can track your mail-in ballot online and verify it was counted, whether you're in Pennsylvania or in any other state. Now, if you're voting by mail, make sure you thoroughly read the instructions so that you fill out your ballot completely and correctly and drop it in a box early so it arrives well before Election Day. Finally, Smokey the Bear gets a lot of credit as the mascot for the U.S. Forest Service. But according to a new study, it should really be Smokey the Beaver. Yeah, National Geographic reports on a new study that shows beavers are one of nature's best firefighters. The dams that they build are virtually fireproof, and they can provide shelter for other animals and even slow the spread of wildfires. Here's what's really cool. Researchers looked at satellite images of wildfires in five states, and they found you can distinctly see where beaver dams protected the vegetation. Mm -hmm. Those areas stayed lush, shamita, and green. You really need to check out these images. But beavers are under threat by us. Humans are cutting down trees and threatening their environment. 
So as the West burns and firefighters risk their lives every day, this study suggests we should show some more appreciation for nature's best firefighter, the beaver. You can find all these stories and more on the Apple News app. We'll talk with you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.